All right, welcome back to the Beauty Exchange, a mashup of two phenomenal podcasts. I am Joy J, host of Singles Exchange, and you can follow Singles Exchange on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and whatever your podcast streaming platform is. And now I would like to introduce the lovely Mrs. Raquel. Hi guys, listen, if y'all listened to last week, y'all know who I am, but in case you did not, okay, my name is Raquel Gilmore and I am the founder and creator of a Christian um, influence podcast by the name of Beauty Talk. It has nothing to do with makeup, but it is kind of dedicated to my ladies discussing all things Christian, life, relationship, God, and just having a balance in this weird, weird, awesome time that we live in. So follow me on all podcast platforms, somewhere you have an Android or iPhone, hopefully you got an iPhone. Yeah. So um, if you were with us last week, we kind of gave an intro to what we're doing here. Um, Raquel is one of my very best sisters and we follow the show Married at First Sight pretty closely. And we just like to sit down and discuss it. And with this season, season 12, being as controversial as it is, um, we figured why not come together and have a little dialogue. So um this week was episode four, and mm-hmm. I don't know what the name of the actual show's title was for the week, but we're going to call this one the first 48, because it's the first two <laughs> days that these couples have gotten together, and um, it's always something. So <clears throat> we're going to start with my favorite couple, which is Brianna and Vincent. Um, I don't know where I want to start with them because they like the favorite you know mm-hmm. like it's like is there really anything bad <laughs> that can mm-hmm. be said at this point Brianna is a- amazing Vince he is. is hopelessly in love after like two mm-hmm. days like mm-hmm. um so on my notes I did put um so for those of you that watch the show you know that Vincent's was it his grandmother Mm-hmm. somebody had a heart attack mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. um, it was like right when they got to the honeymoon and yes. um you know he was all upset he was on the phone with his people and brianna was just like listen if we need to go back we'll go back and i'm like yes period team play because that's what a wife says that's a teammate for you and i just love how they are becoming this team already like two days into their marriage and she like in the first 48 in the first 48 mm-hmm. and she like if we need to go back we going back um but i also want to point out that that is the sucky part of being on a reality show like this like you want to enjoy getting to know your spouse and all that but the reality is life don't stop mm-hmm. um, and we've had a few other seasons i know in season nine um it was somebody else whose grandmother like passed away or something like that so mm-hmm. Life doesn't Key. stop. Key. You're right. Um, life doesn't stop just because you on a reality show. Like things still mm-hmm. happen. And um, I just love how they are rolling with the punches. So mm-hmm. yeah. listen, I want to ditto everything you say, but I want to take a few steps back. 
Um, as soon as it came on, like you seen this chemistry, right? Like, and if you're a married at first sight fan, you already know, like sometimes it don't you don't be the automatic like connection, you know. Everybody always talk about like uh, the Jamie and Doug situation when they first met, like she thought he was horrendous, like ugly. She did not like him. She had a meltdown at the wedding, you know, but it was that instant glow. So I put they both really like liked each other, and I think they both said like. He, she, vice versa, they're my perfect match. And I was like, that's heavy. You know what I'm saying? Because in these first 48 hours for you to say such a stance, it just made me feel like as a watcher, like their vibe and their chemistry is just like undeniable, you know? Um, I also picked up that they already had nicknames, okay? Now, nicknames don't always come in the beginning. Sometimes we got to gradually go. What'd you say? P.O.T. Because I miss it. Honey, babe, boo. I'm like, wait a minute, y'all got the little cute nicknames already. Okay, like, listen, me and my babe, we didn't have them like in the beginning. And I remember us like discussing, like, you know, what we have like little nicknames. I have nicknames for him. He don't really got none for me yet, but I did pick that up. And I'm like, they do, they are vibing, you know. And then I feel like they're becoming like comfortable with each other like really quick. And that's a really good sign, like in the married at first sight, like social experiment or whatever. Um, she said, listen, I was all into this episode. She said that he was the man of my dreams. I was like, child. She did say that. Child. Well, we'll come on with the experts. And then I'm going to say in this season, I feel like I've been watching. I started at nine. I went back to seven. So I'm like seven to 12. Um, and I feel like this is one of the biggest seasons where people are like downing the experts. But to have a couple to say like, we are perfect for each other. And we ain't on the honeymoon yet. Like this, our first like, couple hours together I thought that was really nice I did love that both of them mentioned that they were sexually attracted to each other because in married at first sight there have been couples in the past that never have the sex never honey and, and Joe you know I get mad about that you know I, I, know. You know, I still I get know. mad about that I know that. it's near and dear to your heart I know hold on let me let me let me go into this it was a couple who did the eight week experiment and never had sex and there was a couple who did 16 weeks and allegedly never had sex. The reason why I can't watch the couples cam today. Okay, that's my business. I'm gonna have to get healed. I'm gonna have to get. I stand with you because, as much as I wanna like give her another chance, it's hard. I don't even want to kill killer for the real fans. I, I, exactly, I kill killer K. Yeah, if if you a real fan, you know who we're talking about. But I haven't I, been I able to watch killer. I don't care how much lingerie she pulling out this season on, on couples cam. It's just I I I can't buy into it. I okay, whatever. We talking about Rihanna and um Vince, yeah. and we gonna actually uh, circle back around because in in my notes, there's some other couples from different seasons later. So we'll get back. Cool. But so um, what else did I put? So at my last point to them, I wanted to talk about that. Um, you said that he's already in love. I said that he ain't in love, but he's going to be in love real soon. And this is why I said that. You said what? Tomorrow. Listen, tomorrow. And this is why I said that because when he came out with the my grandmother is ill, she just had the heart attack. Okay. Brianna, like you said, and you said it perfectly, she instantly went into wife mode. But what I also seen was that she created that safe place for him to be naked and to be vulnerable. And then like, I feel like based off her energy and her response, he instantly got like relaxed. And then I think he had said a little something at the end, like, this is what I've been looking for. Like, I've been looking for, like, somebody I can do life with, you know? And I was going to tell y'all, I'm a little bit of a hopeless romantic. It's my business. But when she came in, like, start, like, um, she started, like, touching on and stuff like that. And she said, man, left. I was like, man, man. 
24 hours, 48 hours, or 10 years, honey, you are my husband. I am there for you. Yeah. And like Joy said, she said, if we need to go back home, we. listen, it's some other wives that would have never done that. Like, this is my honeymoon. I get it. But the fact that like Rihanna was so ready to be selfless and put like that to the side to be there. Yeah, there's a selflessness that I love about that situation, even within its tragedy. Because, you know, Nobody want Granny to have no heart attack. We but love Big Mama. It's of, of her saying, I'm not going to stay here while you go back and deal with it. We're going to love it together. So, you know what? Whether we realize it or not, or whether the other watchers realize it or not, I believe that she set the tone in that because, like, in the relationship, because, like, some people are really family oriented and, like, family means everything. And if you remember when he met her family, you can tell, like, that family close. Yeah, like sister them, they like listen. That's our rock. That's our boy. So the fact that she's even making his family a priority, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be able like even if she did silly stuff or like stupid stuff down the line, the weight of like that support and like that mental health and that emotional stability, yeah, that's gonna be good. I love it. I agree. So anything else we need to cover with Bree and Vince? Because you know. Oh, sign so note, just black girl to black girl and black girls who gonna listen to that. She let that her down. Hey, fire. Q. Okay. Because I was waiting for, you know, I have a friend that loved her wedding pinup and I thought it was cute, but that hair down gives me what I need. Okay. Can she send us the link to that hair? I just, you know, we Bri- need this. Brianna, if you listening, honey. Just drop that link in the comments on YouTube, on the podcast, wherever. Just let us know where you got that hair because we need it. Mm-hmm. We need that. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're mm-hmm. moving on to our second couple, which is Haley and Jacob. Um, I'll let you start because. Ooh, Haley right. and the Jacob. Okay. I don't have a lot about them, um, but I did put they are still awkward period. And it's interesting because I feel like she kept saying that he was awkward. And I'm like, it's her too. I'm like, ma'am, you, you give me ma'am. awkward vibes as well. Ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it was interesting because she said he awkward, but he made a statement said that there's chemistry. So then I got to thinking, maybe it's the producers what they're like taking in or taking out of the clips because the editing is a huge factor in Married at First Sight. But, and I did put on my hashtag, maybe it's just for a production thing. Um, but it was just really like awkward to me. Like I really would like for them to like pick up like some sort of vibe. Um, I am the hopeless romantic in me is hoping that like once they get on that honeymoon and have like a little private time because they still have to meet with other couples and do things together on the honeymoon but i'm hoping when they get together they can kind of like discover and like figure each other out um i don't think that he's like a bad person i don't think that she's a horrible person either i like him more than her though i don't know why so i don't disagree with you and i'm gonna tell you why um i feel like like i said last week i feel like this could go a really good way or a really bad way and, mm-hmm. and again it definitely could be the producers trying to pull some drama out of it but I really disliked the fact that she made it seem like he was so awkward and he mm-hmm. would stop talking about himself and you know I didn't like the implication because mm-hmm. to me I do think they're both awkward together and it's an awkward mm-hmm. situation like I get it so um, I'm not mad at that but I'm mad at the fact that she didn't acknowledge that 
you know, some of his over talking may have just been it's awkward or nervous energy that I'm trying to get out or I'm trying to be a space filler. I'm trying to get us to the place where we do not feel nervous or awkward, mm -hmm. you know, or tenuous because mm -hmm. this is new because it is the first 48. And right. two days ago, I had no clue who you were. We're strangers. We are mm -hmm. literal strangers. Mm -hmm. So, um, I will say that for Jacob, I like how straightforward he is. He was very honest and telling her, like, listen, I am attracted to you. You know, I don't know you that well, but I'm attracted. So I'm trying to see what's up, you know. Um, and I'm hoping that she lightens up. I really hope that she does not start acting like Christina from season 11, because that's just Oh, let me see who was Christina. Uh, Christina. Who's Christina? Christina was the flight attendant who. Uh, Ooh, right. I'm almost missing. I don't even <laughs> smoke cigarettes, but the level of stress that has just come upon me. Okay. I want to also piggyback on her too, um, because I believe that she's the girl who come from the I've been a bridesmaid 16 times and I'm just really ready. I'm really ready. I'm really ready. This is interesting. And I didn't even think about it then, but it just dawned on me now. Like a lot of people in the like, um, developing like developmental stages of like this is before they get married like they swear they ready to put they all in they swear that they ready and they do all of this like expressions and i'm ready to be a wife i've done this i've done that but like this is the time to like be putting your all in it i don't want to go back to rihanna events for too long but they give me energy like they both ready to put all in yeah and that they open-minded yeah yeah. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I believe she was a vegan or something that she didn't eat. And he was like, oh, I can, I can try to accommodate that. Like, that means a lot. I feel like, and I did write this down, I feel like she getting bored with him already, but that's really not giving him a fair chance. You get what I'm saying? Like, you have to figure out who he is. You don't really know him, but he does not really know you. And as it's always quoted on Married at First Sight, we were matched for a reason. So you have to put in that work to figure out what is it, even if it don't initially come off back, even if, and I, and I, could, I believe she don't think he's attractive but you want to figure out and dig a little bit like what is it about like your character your personality like how did they think we would compliment each other you know and i feel like to shut down or to give me shut down vibes already not to prematurely say it but it gives me like really shallow like maybe you are like could you really be meant to be single you know are you willing to put in that work um i love that he's very expressive you did say he talked a lot but i'm listen one, on one hand women want the men to talk more and then on the other hand, he's talking too say much. It, what do we want? Do we want him to talk a lot or not? Do we want him to communicate or not? Listen, the man may be weird, but the man know what he like. I appreciate a person who know what they like. I like anime. I like reading books. I like going to the laundromat. Like, tell me, because when you tell me what you like, that gives me as the opposite person to love you how you want to be loved. Right. Um, my last one, he was very verbal, but I think you're very fine. I think that this man love language may be physical touch. Let me say this. Sis may have to do what she needs to do. If that's how he wants to receive love, that's the ironic thing about like love languages. It's not what you are most um, easy to give or what's more comfortable to you to give because you may not be a physical touch person. But if you married to a physical touch person, get ready to hold some hands. Get ready for some cuddles. Get ready for more kisses than you would like to give and or receive because that's their love language. Yeah. You know, what's interesting um, in all of the seasons that I have watched, I don't think anybody has necessarily talked about love languages. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. None mm-hmm. that I can recall just right off the bat. Um, but I I do think that if I were on the show, because I'm hopeful I'm going to get on there one day. <laughs> and I'm coming on with the friends and family game. Right. I am committed to that. Exactly. So um, that would be something that I would like to talk to my spouse about in the mm-hmm. first 48. Like, mm-hmm. what are your love languages? Actually, let's just sit down and take this test together. Let's sit down and talk yes. to somebody. Um, I was talking to somebody yesterday and I told them that I take the love languages test every two years. Because oh, I love that. Language changes. What you need mm-hmm. changes. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's interesting. But I am still hopeful for Me too. at this point we're only four episodes in and honestly which we'll get to this later but i feel like the other couples this season are not getting the attention that they deserve no they're not so, no they're not oh we're gonna get it oh, joy make sure we get into that because i got a whole opinion about that part yeah at this point i'm sick of it okay so we're moving on next okay is um virginia and eric now i have quite a few notes about them but if you want to go first y'all gonna have to sis 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 i know the table is probably already over but if you happen to listen to this awesome podcast the beauty exchange you got you gotta slow down okay i I get that you like alcohol listen and i and she did make a statement i was young i was free i'm single i do what i do even her dad had made mention like you know she just been living this lifestyle that she has become adapting to that lifestyle i can appreciate that however when you get into a place and shout out to um me and joy have the same spiritual father one of the same spiritual fathers um but when you get into a place where you are single and then you are ready to transition to be a wife there are certain um adjustments that need to be made beforehand so so what I'm saying is this, now that you are a wife, and she probably didn't think of it like this, but this is how I think of it. Some of your single ways and your single habits that you had, some of them have to die down because you're ready to make the transition. I almost feel like she said I do. She is a wife. She is a missus. She do like him, but then she expects not to change at all. And that's just not reality, you know? And then I think that I'm a little concerned about them because like I said, and I think I said it last week, it's all fun and games to that stuff get real old real quick, you know? And then like when becoming husband and wife, like and for the saints, we be, we know that we become one flesh and we are literally day by day laying bricks of like, what our union is for each other. Not what our parents made, but what we're going to do. But with that being said, that comes with some accommodation. That comes with you giving a little bit and I'm giving a little bit, you know? And I hope she don't think she about to turn this man into no party animal. It's not happening you know what i'm saying like you may have to take a couple days where you just don't drink and you you just be present be high all life and enjoy your husband because he does like a person what you say be present be present and And not without alcohol (laughs) huh be present and be sober and be sober minded the bible would say And enjoying your husband because I feel like a part of him, he just really be want to like get like all into her because he's so attracted to her. Like his eyes light up about her. And I do appreciate that. I feel like most women will love that about their spouse. But then I feel like when it's possible to have like intentional moments or like just meaningful like downtime, it's like, I need a drink. I need a drink. I'm ready to party. I'm ready to party. I'm ready to party. Um, And somebody has said at the Married at First Sight on one of the pages that like the worst place y'all could have took them to was Vegas. For her, that was a horrible choice. Can we put her somewhere else? Because she don't need to be at Mandalay Bay, okay? No, she does not. No, she does not. 
Um, but so to end my point, I know you got a lot of points. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear what your thoughts were, but I did put that he is extremely attracted to her. I feel like every chance he got to say that she is fine, I am attracted yeah. to her. He said it, you know. Yeah. Um, and she said, uh, she wants to get to understand like why they are matched, yeah. But you got to put that bottle down just a little bit, mama. Have some conversation, and then not just have that uh that surface level conversation. Have some deep conversation with intentionality. So, but I am hopeful for them right now. As of episode four, I believe I'm hoping that they can find like a really good balance. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like them together. I was iffy on them at first, um, simply because of how different their lifestyles were. But as I said last week. If fun is what she's looking for, she can find fun with mm-hmm. him. But it's not going to be fun the way that it currently looks to her. And I, that's what you just spoke to. So um, I'm hoping that she can see that because you don't necessarily need to drink to have fun. And if you like drinking, that's fine too. But um, take some time to listen to those subtle hints because like when they got to the hotel when they got to mandalay bay um he's trying to like explore the room and you know we got this and we got that and she like i found a mini bar <laughs> he was like honey can we can we get the room straight first let's get baby six- girl i was like the drink is not going anywhere right ma'am so um when she said that she was attracted to him, I was actually really surprised by that. Me too. Like, really surprised. I didn't Me think too. she would be initially. I thought that they were going to be a couple where the physical attraction had to grow. So um, I appreciate that she is attracted to him and that she voiced it. So I, I agree. The sign. Um, another thing in my notes was I love her dad's honesty. When he sat down and he talked to Eric and he told him, like, listen, I wasn't on board with this thing. But since you're here now, you know, let me tell you about my daughter. Let me tell you about our family. But I'm Mm -hmm. going to know up front. I I wasn't totally sold on this. And I think that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like, I don't don't think we see enough truth in that on Mary's first sight. Like, we see the parents that are like, I don't know about it. And, you know, they cut out all the long conversation. And so they Mm -hmm. go, I don't know, but if that's what makes you happy, like, that's all we ever see. So I Mm -hmm. appreciate getting to see a little more in-depth of that because, Mm -hmm. like, our dad made it very clear. Uh, Fun fact, a few months ago, I asked my dad how he would feel about me going on Mary at first sight. And his Mm -hmm. literal first answer was, do you know how many guns I have? And I was like, mm-hmm. um, and that's why we love Father Johnson. I, I don't know yes. what that has to do with what's going on right now, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right, and that's why we love Daddy Johnson. So, um, my last point on that was just like a fun fact. So Eric talked about how he is a pilot, um, but I loved how his mom was also like, "I am married to a pilot." So mm-hmm. let, me, let me explain to you what your life is going to be like when it comes to yes. kids and things mm. like that. So um, I appreciated that because mm. we need somebody that's going to sit down and be real with us about this is what the life that you just expe- accepted. This is what it's going to look like. Yes. So, yeah. I, I want to touch on that. 
I want to touch on the scheduling. I just thought about it right before you had said it. That scheduling of a pilot, and I think they when she had like her own like um confessional or whatever, and they just built a camera like talking to us basically. She was saying like I think I can make that work or whenever she said it, I think I can make that work because if he gone four or five days out of a week, like he's come he's at home three days a week or whatever, like or two, I can still like party and like do my thing. And although I appreciated that there are still going to be some adjustments that's going to have to be made, you know, like. It's which one you want. And I'm not saying that like you get married and lose like all of yourself. God, no. Like I'm anti that, you know, still keep your own rhythm, still doing your own thing. If you're going to meet with your homegirls maybe once or twice a week, that's fine. But thinking you finna party five days a week, that's just, that's not going to work. And like, that's not going to work for the man that he is. You get what I'm saying? Like he's way more like conservative and like, you know, just sticking to like a routine and like a regimen, you know? And that's why I say, even in that, that's still giving and take for him, but she's going to have to be willing to give something too. Another thing that we have to mention too, with like Eric and Virginia, the whole kid situation, that was red flag for me because I'm like, okay, now listen, the man definitely want to have kids. The mama, and you know how mamas are, they boys. Mama wanted to have kids yesterday. She didn't even know you yesterday, but she wanted grandkids yesterday. She said that. She that's did. what she said uh and then virginia like i don't know so there's going to be something and you know even with like the fun they about to go to vegas and have their fun i hope that even in vegas and i know some people may disagree like let them just have their fun and explore i feel like because of the ideal and the conversation of family can make and break a relationship i hope that they get into that in the beginning because it ain't gonna go nowhere that yeah. man really wants to be a dad yeah and people have left their spouses because the other one did not want to reproduce. Listen, I won't date somebody who don't want kids. And me either. Oh, for me. Let me tell you something. I remember my husband had asked me that he wants to have kids, but he was like, if I did not want to have kids, will this be a deal breaker? I told him, and I almost quote this, we will stop talking today. <laughs> and I mean it. <laughs> Because because I'm gonna have kids, you know what I'm saying? Like unless the Lord got something else planned, I'm gonna have. I gotta have me some kids. So no. Um, and even when she had said what she said, his whole little demeanor had switched. Like wait, 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 now you already drinking all day, yeah, day, but now you don't want to have no kids. Now you want to have my babies? So now you got a problem. Yeah. So anything else, Virginia? No, I think I'm. I think I'm done with that. Okay. Well, let's move on. Now we're going to talk about Claire and Ryan. Um, one day we're going to switch it up. We're not going to put them other people at the end. One day we're going to get them out the way first, but not this day. Praise and God. I'm going to make a comment on that too, but go uh-huh. ahead. When we, when we so, get to them, I'm going to tell you how I feel. Claire and Ryan. So I'll start this time. Um, so Ryan. I like Ryan. I have always liked Ryan's personality from the very beginning of this season, but I feel like his little comment about quiet time was rude. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, don't be petty because that's your wife and yes. on TV. Um, and there should be some covering. Cover your wife, mm-hmm. even if you think mm-hmm. she talk a lot. Um, yeah. she does, but she does. She um, does. and I get it, like that's your wife, but it's also a stranger. So, mm-hmm. but still, I was like, oh, come on, Ryan, don't you, my girl. Like, we, we could have deal without that. We could have did without the... So, for those of you that do not watch or have not seen this week's episode, basically, he was like, um, Clara is... Um, she can go nonstop at all times. And for me, mm-hmm. I, I like to have quiet time. It, it was mm-hmm. one of those type of things. And it was like, okay, that was a low blow. You didn't have to do her mm-hmm. like that. Um, But I still believe... 
that they're a great match. Like I, I think yeah. they kind of complement each other. They have similar initiatives, um, similar passions, and um, things like that. So I had a comment that was going to lead into a question, but I don't know if you wanted to go give your other comments first. Let me give my comments, then we'll come back. Go ahead. Cool. Okay, so I do like Claire and Ryan. The more that they are able to get camera time, camera time, like the other couple ain't taking up all the camera time. So yeah. we don't we, 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 we hit that. I really want to hit that camera time yeah, situation. For sure. Uh, <laughs> you said what? For sure. Listen, uh, so I wrote down that he meets her expectations. I'm excited about that. For some reason, when 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 couples like verbalize that, that makes me have a really good feeling about their relationship. Um, and then I like that, like their conversation and things like that feel very organic. I really appreciate that. Like the vibe is not forced. Um, but I believe he had asked her like, what was her like two high moments of like what's been going on like thus far in the first 48 as our topic is. Um, and then they talked about the blindfold moment was a success. Many people disagree with the blindfold moment, not you or I, but the fact that they really liked it and they appreciate it for what it was, I love that. And I'm glad that they mentioned that kind of like clearly for the people who have something negative to say yeah. about it. Um, their chemistry is real. They are attracted to each other. They both think each other are fine. Like, yeah. I love that. Um, and the reason why I keep mentioning, like, they think each other are fine, and like I said, because some people never have that moment. And I feel like at some point, as husband and wife on this show with this experiment, we need to have the sex. At some point, we need to have it. Okay, yeah. shout out to Iris. I'm listen. Yeah, friend. Iris and Killer can go off the same boat for me. Oh, don't send the sisters away. The door. <laughs> the door. Okay. <laughs> Another thing. Moving on. Um. Okay. So you kind of mentioned it, but I want to hit this too. He is really, really particular. Yeah. What he likes is what he likes. Yeah. And what he doesn't like is what he doesn't like. I appreciate that that's him. But there's going to have to come some compromise. Because yeah. some of that stuff with her huge personality is just not going to go away. Like, um, a great person to learn from them or to get advice from what they, they can kind of like shadow is Elizabeth and what's her husband's name? Jamie. Yeah. And Jamie. She was a firecracker all off the wall and that man was calm and reserved. But one thing that he did, like he accepted her for who she was. He created a space for her to be who she was. And one thing that I love about all of it, he knew how to bring her back. Okay, now you're doing too much. Slow it down. But you said what? Come on back, sweetheart. Come on back, sweetheart. Like, I love you. And, 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 and I love the fact that you are who you are because that's what I'm falling in love with. But understanding that like once we're married, our goal is not to change each other. You get what I'm saying? Um, so I think that he's going to have to bend on that just a little bit. Um, and then I wanted to put it too. Clara went to Bible school. And now she don't do religion at all, but she married a religious man who has a religious family. Can, can we talk? And about, who want to raise his kids in the faith. Can we talk about red flags? Because she's got like, all, oh. all 50 states red flags standing behind her at that point. I was like, and then I'm going to tell you something. It is one thing to deal with that with your spouse. Okay. It's another thing to deal with that with your in-laws. Because in-laws have a way, whether they said or not, of how they want your legacy to turn out. The things that they want to put in and what grandmama want to teach them, what grandmama babysitting, like their religion, spirituality, whatever you want to call it, church, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
that plays a part in like our upbringing with the children. Absolutely. So if she's like really anti that, and then her husband is, and then his in-laws is, I can see that becoming like a huge flame that's gonna be really hard to put out. And the, and when she said she went to Bible school, I was just surprised. I was like, really? So so okay. can we talk about here because we've talked about church hurt with the people in the last couple, but does Clara have some church hurt? Do we need to call sister to the altar for some decisions? Listen, we need to call sister to the altar and lay other hands because God still loves you, period. Period. But period. Um, we see it. I know for us, we see it often in our culture. We see people who were raised in church, who went through things in the faith and who stray away from the faith because of what they've seen or experienced or learned that they felt was contradictory Mm -hmm. so um it's an interesting viewpoint for me because I don't typically see that in other faiths Mm -hmm. Uh, other cultures I should say not other faiths because we are same faith but in other cultures I can only speak for black church because black church is the church the churches that I went to my whole life I don't have Mm -hmm. extensive research or extensive experience in other cultures churches but um yeah let me find out church hurt is real across the board it's real across the board and then it needs to be dealt with. You get what I'm saying? Like, um, and, and speaking of like the last couple going deep and having those like real conversations and get into the root of that, there could possibly come some healing with that. Like we just never know um, between the two of them. Another thing I wanted to mention because this was the episode that they did meet the parents. Her parents, um, he asked like, what's something that she's gonna struggle with or something that you guys wanna just let me know about as her husband. And I don't know if it was mom or dad, it could be mom, but mom mentioned um, their marital conflict that they hear from their children. So they did not teach them resolution skills. Whoa. That was huge for me. What'd you say? I said, woo, because I agree. Yeah, that was huge. When mama said that, he was like, okay, because the thing is, like, and it's interesting, I'm not a parent, you know what I'm saying, Joy and I are not parents, but, you know, it's like, some things that I've heard, like, you don't want to argue in front of your children. You don't want to have real bad disagreements. You don't want to have the fuss and the fight. Like, I've even had married people to, like, teach me, y'all want to go behind closed doors, get on one page, get on one accord, and then come out and present it, like, to the household or to the children, for the lack of better words. And I I agreed with that until mom made mention of that, because kids do need to know how to resolve conflict in a healthy way, where we don't have to argue and cuss each other out. Daddy ain't got to get mama black out, or vice versa, you know, because what happens is we do become adults and we do need those skills especially when we hit the covenant of like marriage because there's going to be things that's going to happen you're going to have to have some effective communication skills you're going to have to be very verbal especially if you marry a person of like an emotional or a mental or intellectual intelligence sometimes that's going to require you to come up and the fact that like her mama mentioned that and like you know our moms are some of the people that know what's the best typically so i'm just like i don't know what mama done seen from claire and was like okay my baby struggling in that area so when her husband asked her she was like let me just hit you with this um i thought that that was good but then i also think it works for them too because now husband have that background knowledge so when conflict do come up he can know how to like handle bay a little bit yeah for sure yeah, I, I love that one. Now I know your triggers and I know a flaw. So and I know your flaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that area. Exactly. So if we get into it about you went out shopping and I address it and you shut down, it's not even like 
because a lot of people it just to shut down are just you're just immature you're not there you're not praising blah 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 but however this is what i was taught to do or the lack thereof this is just what i just easy you know slide to because that's like my only like um management skills that i do have and this so, i've known for 20 plus years of life yeah 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 and i want to say too i don't think that that's a red flag i don't think it's a red flag either i think it's just a flaw uh-huh. um i've asked our spiritual father before the difference between flaws and red flags because mm-hmm. there are some things that could be either or and mm-hmm. basically when he broke it down to me the answer was um whether or not it's a deal breaker for you yeah i was gonna say that too yeah um, yeah i i that you can get over you can't get over something that you can or cannot get over but mm-hmm. also understanding like like i said this is something that's been embedded into this person their entire life you just yeah. are walking in and chapter 30 or whatever and, yeah you know and even if y'all got married young if you got if you walked in at chapter 18 that's still 18 years of life prior to you where this is yeah. my defense mechanism and so mm-hmm. you have to be gentle and patient with people so mm-hmm. and let's be clear the first 48 or that first year is not going to undo 30 years of what i've been doing teaching you know what i'm saying okay it, it isn't it's not gonna happen so i i think that that was real good and and honestly if they use that information the right way they can really like start building on that absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely so yeah. my question so clara and ryan um, may mention that basically Clara was a wild sleeper. One of them said something about her sleepwalking. I don't know if that was jokingly or if that was a serious thing. But mm-hmm. um, my question is, um, what are some things that you should tell Bay up front? And right now we're speaking directly about Married at First Sight, but just in a general sense. Even like mm-hmm. the last episode with Kristen Page that we'll get to late in a few minutes, um with the tattoo thing a lot of people Mm -hmm. were saying that he should not have told her about that on the wedding day but Mm -hmm. um is that something that she needed to know up front and Mm -hmm. like with Claire and Ryan is her sleepwalking or having this wild night terrors whatever you want to call it is Mm -hmm. that something that should have been divulged either you know when we first meet or when the cameras done walked away for a few minutes or whatever what have you so mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on that yeah that's a good one too and and, and for some people to say that's like minor it's minor up until that be your reality <laughs> or it's minor up until it's something that you don't do i think he said she was sleepwalking and sleep talking she was doing both yeah yeah <laughs> And if he is like real rigid in the box, I, I picture Ryan like sleeping just like this one he way. He said, that. he said he don't move when he sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like okay, so I'm answering the twofold for the married at first sight stands. I'm not mad if it's on camera or not, but I do think that if it comes up, there's a conversation that should be had. However, because it is the first 48, we're not gonna be able to talk about everything. Like we just had our first date in front of your family. And my family, our first kids. I, I may not go over my sleeping pattern just right at that moment. You might just got to get in the bed with me and see that I just be doing like flips and turns in the bed. Um, in the case of like the whole tattoo situation, I think that that just could not have been avoided, especially if you a person that is observing. Okay, Rachel, you got that tattoo right there. I like that or I don't like that. It's just something that you're going to see whether I say it or not. Um, and I'm not mad that it was discussed because the thing is about the tattoo, I'm going to see it eventually. Period. Period. Um, and should we just discuss it as a whole, even with like sleeping patterns and things like that? 
I think that you should, but I like I said, it's going to come out, especially when y'all still living together. This couple just got married. They ain't slept together yet, you know? So in a regular relationship, we can have those conversations. But like, um, even with like my husband and I, our first time like sleeping together like overnight, wasn't how we got married. We did it twice before we had got married. And there were things that I noticed. I'm like, yo, he snore, he move a lot. I don't move a lot when I sleep, you know? However, that's not a deal breaker for me. It's something that I'm having to get become adjusted to but it's not like okay i'm like super mad like he apologized that he snore all night um and it, and it have broken up has broken up many nights of my sleep um i have one in other rooms in the living room fell asleep because he was just so loud you know shout out to baby we love him okay <laughs> but i'm just not used brother to that and i don't God. snore <laughs> you said what brother dear Listen, I we love we love the men of God. We thank him for being him. But um I sleep in one spot when I sleep, I don't turn over. He does all the time. Um and he snores really loud. So I'm still having to like find what works for me. So sometimes in the middle of the night, I'll just get up and turn at the opposite end of the bed. So he yeah. will be sleeping opposite ways and I'm able to hear less and I'm able to like get better sleep. But I don't know. I mean, that's the point for me, too. That's why I said Ryan being so rigid and so in the box, he's going to have to be flexible on some stuff. Some stuff she's not going to do exactly like you. My infamous way of saying it is when you get married, and I know I'm long with it, you do not marry yourself. You marry com a completely different person. So. You What's your thoughts? Marry you. I agree. I agree with all of that. Um, I do think that with the tattoo situation, it was something that was unavoidable. And um, for me, there are certain things that I rather know up front. I know some people said there that he should not have divulged as much as he did, but um, in this situation, especially when it's a big thing, such as I was engaged a few months ago. Please tell me up front because I don't like surprises later. And I don't yeah. ask when I'm surprised about stuff like that later. So um, yeah, I don't I think that there are some conversations, especially being on Married at First Sight, that are just gonna be hard and that are gonna mm -hmm. be awkward, but they are still necessary conversations to have. Um, yeah. and like you said with the Clara Clara and Ryan thing. Um, I, I don't know if that's something that I would have thought about right up front anyway. That's not, my sleeping mm -hmm. pattern is not at the top of my list of things that I would tell <laughs> a man that I married and I did not know him. It's but not. at the point where we put on our pajamas and we rolled that cover up, I would have been like, hey, listen, I'm gonna let you know now. If you wake up with a foot in your face, I'm sorry. Like, I get a man from warning. Right, this is me, this is who I am. We married now. Yeah. Good night, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Low key, I do know some people who make like snoring and stuff like that, like really, really big. Like I said on social media, I've even heard on like a few like relationship podcasts. I, I guess it baffles me a little bit because I'm like, it is snoring. I like I said, I do sleep with a snorer now and but it ain't that deep. And I this is no shade towards other people. You know, when I start talking to sleep, most nights. I'm just putting all my husband's business out there. But he does. I don't. Um, <laughs> like, I, I've been laying in the bed watching TV. He be having a full conversation. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Listen, one day he was talking so much, I had just started writing down mental notes. He got up the next day. I was like, so what would you do in your sleep? Because you had a full conversation. <laughs> Who was you talking to? <laughs> Who was it? But, um... You know, I, I don't know, Joy. Maybe I'm just a little different. I'm like, listen, I feel like even with, and I'm gonna bring up like my singleness too. Like even with being single and like being prepared for marriage and stuff like that and going through like my own personal process, you know, 
my single this was what it was it was good it had ups and downs just like any other thing but i'm not about to make somebody sleeping pattern things like that just like this really big thing like i'm grateful that i'm able to do life with someone and that could be the newlywed in me talking but i just refuse to make like that major yeah it's, it's what works for you i snore so i can't make it a big deal <laughs> <laughs> oh listen you may be the snore yeah yeah oh it is what it is uh, let's let me tell you something out <laughs> our first couple of weeks being married quinn when he found me like in the living room or in the other room he was like i'm so sorry he was like you could have woke me up i would have living room. like i don't want you to like be out the bed based on something i do and i have to tell him i was like listen it ain't that deep like if you sleep i'm not about to wake you up till you go somewhere else i'll go somewhere else you know like i don't know it's like maybe just a, a person to person thing, girl. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, let's let's go on and hit. Hold on, let me get myself together. Raquel, fix your face. Oh, listen, <laughs> we are avid team members on the Fix Your Face Ministry. We gonna get it right one day. We one of these days. Uh, My notes are so long for them. I don't even know how I feel about that. I don't have a whole lot of notes, but I know I have a lot to say. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we gonna hop on in the Christian page. And we've been talking for 45 minutes too, by the way, just like to keep that out there. Listen, we, we sorry people, but it's always good. It's just a lot to uncover. uncover. Yeah. yeah. So I have, I think my notes are shorter than yours. So I will go first. Um, so when Chris daddy said, and we raised the gentleman, I was like, sir, Sorry. <laughs> the fact that you started out with Chris's father, do I need to go find some cigarettes that I don't even smoke to smoke a pack? I'm smoking a pack at one time. Because his parents are toxic. Um, and I hate to say that. I hate to put labels on people that I don't know. But from what we saw and the way that they made excuses for Chris um, and all that he did, I, at some point, you got to hold your precious angel accountable. I know that's your baby, but your baby is not perfect. No matter how well you think you raised him, he still has flaws. He still has issues. And what he did was wrong. I don't even know if I want to go straight into what all that he did. Because, uh-huh. you know, But, you know, I'm going to list it out just so the people who have not seen it are aware. So Christian right. Page, Chris was um, engaged a few months prior to joining married at first sight he mm-hmm. did end up getting a match um he said at the wedding that he was not physically attracted to his wife yet mm-hmm. he slept with her that night and the next morning and after mm-hmm. he slept with her the second time then he told her that he was not attracted to her and he like disappeared for a couple hours and she would you know she tried to talk to him she talked to his family um, she actually told his family, you know, what happened, which we're going to get into that later, too. But mm-hmm. um, then he had this big temper tantrum about mm-hmm. her telling his family. So, yeah, that's where we are with Paige and Chris. Raquel, I'm going to let you hop on in. Just go for what you know. Okay. Let me just hit You start off with parents. I'm going to go back to parents. You know... Not a parent, put my disclaimer out there, okay? And I get, like Joy said, that's your precious, that's your precious, uh, precious angel. You know, y'all are very proud of him, the things that he's been able to do, the things he's been able to uh, accumulate, um, the level of success that he has. That is an amazing thing. However, for the people that are married and or want to be married or have been married, 
that's all fine and dandy until you are in a relationship and there are some things in curse flaws that are not going to work you get what i'm saying i don't care how awesome my mama think that i am because she does there are still flaws that my husband are going to see and that don't make it invalid because my mama thinks she raised like this dynamic you get what i'm saying like he has flaws, you know, and I will give his family this. Some stuff they were like, okay, we are a little bit disappointed, but you can still tell like they hold him just to like this, like almost like childlike standard. Like, well, you are an adult, you are accountable for your actions, period. And we're not going to make excuses for that. And I can almost tell like where the enabling happens because like that prevents people from growing because you don't want to tell them the truth. You don't want to call them out on their stuff. But then I got to get into his family. They some of that stuff that they can't call Chris out is because they don't think it's nothing wrong with it. Like you said, the family is part of the problem. Like the more we dig into like Chris and the more we dig into the Chris family, I'll be like, that, that makes sense. Like that makes sense why he's a womanizer. That makes sense why he's a lustful. That makes sense why his ego is so big. That makes sense why he's insecure. Like when you... At first, you thought it was just the, the daddy, but it's the mama and the auntie. It's and that right. mama said, well, was he drunk? I could have pulled my hair out one strand at a time. Ma'am. <laughs> because I don't care if he was intoxicated or not. That Absolutely. does not give you an excuse. We don't allow intoxication to be an excuse for anything else. We are mm -hmm. not going to allow that to be an excuse for him being trash to her. Because yes. if you aren't attracted to her, you should not have slept with her. And you definitely should not have slept with her twice. And then yes. told her you weren't attracted to her. Now, if you had said the night before, I'm not physically attracted to you, but I want to see where this goes, blah, 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 blah. That would have been great that she would have been able to make her decision on whether or not to sleep with you based mm -hmm. on the fact that she knows you're not attracted. Mm -hmm. Sir, sir. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. listen, and I'm gonna get off, I'm gonna get off Eric's family after this last thing. Eric daddy, not Eric, Chris father makes me very uncomfortable. Okay. Mm -hmm. I feel like when he look at Paige, he undresses her. Yeah, very eyes. Very lustful and very weird. Like I, I would love a father-in-law. I dated a guy who used to all his dad used to always tell him, like, I don't know how you how you hook this one. Like, yeah, she is gorgeous, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But that was the, the extent. That was as far as it went. To Let's me, Chris, daddy give off. If I could have you for myself, I would vibes. And that's creepy. Bro, did I said that I, I was like. Chris Daddy had my on And he do that. And, and this is to paint the picture of the family if you've never seen it. He does this behavior in front of Chris's mother. Like, it ain't no shame in this game. We be like, maybe because you're fine. Like, <laughs> if I if I like, I like to have a head that, okay? Like, I want that for myself. Yeah, you are beautiful. Like it was, it's just too much. Um, and I feel bad for her because it puts her in like this uncomfortable position. I guess we now can get on them too as a couple. Um, you know, shout out to Paige being nice. Shout out to her being sweet. Shout out to her like really, 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 really wanting it. But some of it, I just, I was like, and and you know. I try to trail lightly with that because I feel like you never know how it is until you fully walk into someone's shoes. You know what I'm saying? You don't know the depths of someone's heart. You don't know the things that they've been through. You know, like I, and, and based on what she say, she has been yearning and loving and wanting to be a wife. And I can relate to that. I feel like before I got married and even when my husband found me, like I was in that place too. I feel like I was ready. It was time. I wasn't perfect, but let's go, you know? Um, and that's the approach she's taking to it. But then it was some points on episode four. I was like, bro, why she ain't just walked off the 
show, the camera, the hotel went on. Yeah. You know, um, and part of like having that moment with his family, I'm just like, when they say it's the audacity for me, like that's the shirt that Paige should have had on while yeah. sitting with his folks. It's the audacity. <sighs> she think he fine. And we get into them. She think he's fine. He don't think she cute. And he don't even think she cute. He thinks she got a nice body. Period. She got a little fumble back there. That, that's all that man sees is that butt. Okay. That, that, that's literally all that she sees. I have on my note, she is hopeful. Very. If hope was a person, honey, it'll be Paige. <laughs> and I'm not even mad at that because I, I try to put myself in that scenario. If I were Paige, we only two days in. We got the first 48. To go. We literally in the first 48. And we still have eight whole weeks to go because we're not even through week one. Mm -mm. Uh, We're not even halfway through week one. At this point, Mm -hmm. we are freshly into this social experiment. Um, Mm -hmm. I did sign up for this knowing that I could get a nice person or a not nice person. And I want to find out why we were matched. Like I Mm -hmm. get why she is hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get her hesitancy because you can see the hesitancy in her wanting to move forward as well. But mm-hmm. I just feel bad for at this yeah. point. I just feel bad for yeah. And so since we hit it with the first 48, I just want to say this too. You know, and I had made mention to this like when I had first watched it. You know, with all the stuff that you had unpacked about what has happened in these first two days, for me, that was just a lot. Like, I shout out to being hopeful. Like, Listen, the Bible said, you know, loving all things, being hopeful all things. Like, I think that that mentality is something that we want to have, like, as we approach life. But I'm just like, it was so many heavy blows. Like, if it had been spreading all throughout the eight weeks, that had been one thing. But I was just like, every time Chris was talking, it, it gets worse and worse. Let's hit this panic attack. Do you believe he had a real panic attack? I don't know. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. not going to say yes, and I'm not going to say totally no. He definitely gives me nervous vibes. Um, Mm -hmm. The way that he keeps breaking down, crying. um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Crying, crying. Panic attack, but I definitely think it's some, like, mental issues. Mm -hmm. Um, There's something going on there. And even the way that he flipped out about her telling his family, which don't get me wrong. I don't know if I would have shared with his family that we had sex twice. I, just, I don't know if I, I would have either. If I would have either. To me, I was kind of like, okay, it's overshared, but also y'all need to know that y'all keep saying y'all raise a gentleman and he he not doing what y'all said that he would do. Um, So I'm 50-50 on that, but the way that he flipped out on her and he like shaking and crying and First of all, son, you're talking about your contradiction <laughs> because you're talking about how you don't talk to your family about sex. They don't know nothing about your sex life. But then you got on national TV saying that you chose not to masturbate for three days before your wedding. And you asked mm-hmm. this woman on national TV if she wanted a honeymoon baby and how was her mm-hmm. sex drive? Like, I don't think that's a Are you a virgin? Are you a virgin? Like, I don't think that's fair for you to say my family don't know nothing about my sex life. Because if they didn't know, they're going to know at the end of this show. Because we know about all sex life. We know Did about really sex life. We never met you. At the wedding? At the wedding. This Negro was like, 
eat, eat somebody's chicken. Are you a virgin? Drink some of this Kool-Aid, but your sex drive. Like, like it was the audacity for me. And why you said, well, asking if you open to a honeymoon baby if you're not even attracted to me? Can, can, if we can really I... gonna talk about these toxic traits, let's go ahead and hit it. First of all, honey, the, 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 the emotional and mental stability that he does not have, that she obviously have, that is going to be a problem. I don't know if he had a, a, a panic attack or not. There was a season before, I think it was like Philadelphia. Did you watch that season? I don't think so. Okay, one of the husbands had a panic attack too, allegedly or what have you. Um, I just don't, it, it was... <laughs> It's weird to me because for your ego to be that high, for your confidence to be that high, for you to be that arrogant, for you to be as outspoken, for you to be as comfortable, like all these are all the things that he allegedly says that he is, that he is, although that some of that stuff could be false. I think that some of it is false. Um, and for you to be in a position where even at the wedding, you were not attracted to her. You essentially said that to her friends. So you smash her. And then he said his reasoning behind having sex with her is because he felt like if we come together physically, that that attraction will like grow um which don't even get me on that it did not work because he still didn't think the girl was cute however you know then you have like this like breakdown i'm almost like did you take that moment as like an excuse for you to like to go high because although chris is an adult his behavior is very childlike to me very and you i know that comes from a place of like i told you before i think that baby got some childhood trauma and i think he mm-hmm. got some church hurt and i think that a, that is he is just a really bad culmination of all of those things mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is how conflict resolution like you said with the other couple this is how he deals with conflict he runs mm-hmm. cries he hides and we mm-hmm. can see that from the many things that they have pulled up about him on the internet um, yeah so this is the reality yeah. of this is who we're dealing with. So. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's interesting, like, you know, um, you be a mixture of all of that. That's one thing. But then let's put it back at the Maddie first sight says the dynamic of marriage is cool. And I'm going to say it's cool, but it's one thing when you by yourself and you're single. It's another thing now that we have come together and to join this life. Your mess become my mess. Your business become my business. And we having to like do that. That's why I said it was just way too much stuff. I feel like that page had to deal with so early on. I'm just like, yeah. and then on top of his family, bro, I'm like, listen, y'all ain't gonna catch that poor woman a break. What the hell you mean he left and he ain't come back? Where'd he go? Break bad. <laughs> Where did he go? Girl, and why anyway, with him? where the cameras at? Girl, yeah, where is the cameras now? I will say the season I believe when they was in Philly, when the dude had his panic attack, like they was able to catch the right beginning of the panic attack. And when he came back, that was a real panic attack, like, um, and he struggled with anxiety. The so, last guy did, I will say this, um, watching this Paige and Chris situation unfold really breaks my heart because I think Paige is beautiful. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who also watches the show very closely and she was saying that she believes the reason that it's so easy for people to love to hate Chris is because they can see themselves in some part of the situation. Mm-hmm. And so um, I agree with her. And so for me, I look at it like if I were in that situation, I, I don't know if I would have the patience that Paige has. But in I the first 48. 
in the first two days and it's not gonna get better because next week we're gonna hear about this little baby and i'm telling y'all right now i'm telling y'all but for the watchers and the viewers of this beauty exchange if there's a baby in this next episode i i, I can't i'm gonna literally step my home did you see the preview oh it's in the preview i want you to get ready because it's literally in the preview huh it's in the preview get ready okay i i don't cuss okay but y'all get frustrated it's too much okay so because and and back to what your friend said i absolutely agree you know the 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 inner black girl and me kept arising when like certain situations certain like traumatic let's go ahead and call what age is dealing with some trauma the colorism like the 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 body not the body shaming but just like only seeing her as a objectification you said what the objectification the object the sexualization like the sexualization okay like all the immaturity the insecurity like all this stuff that she's having to deal with you know i said um i don't i mean i don't know if i mentioned to a friend whoever i was talking to but i did say this i hate the idea that black women and i'm saying black women that we have to experience struggle love before real love you know and for the people who are like uh love is blind the whole like situation i know it's not love is blind but there is a situation where like this black girl falls in love with this Caucasian guy but the way that he loves and adores and worships her like I feel like that's why many black girls instantly fell in love with their storyline because we want that too we want a man to love us and cherish us and take care of us and we not have to deal with all your baggage like that you know like shout out to the woman who is tilled who is ready to just settle down and be a wife and those are the vibes I get from Paige and I was able to relate to that you know so I just felt bad for her and even with like the giving like her body and I know like the season say that they're gonna continue to have sex all the time unprotected. We're gonna get into that another time too. Cause yeah. That I, I wanna me. see more about that before I even put talk. a condom on, ma'am. Uh, ma'am. Ma'am. So I feel like, and this is my last note on here, but you're welcome to finish yours because I don't know where you are in your notes. So my mm-hmm. last note literally says, Am I spoiled? It's like, so mm-hmm. I started watching Married at First Sight last year. Mm-hmm. and the pandemic hit um you know i was just trying different shows we stuck in the house i may as well i started watching at season nine and mm-hmm. i just kind of went from there now we're at season 12 and i have watched a couple of the others before season nine but i started at season nine and mm-hmm. season nine was a bit much but it wasn't the worst and mm-hmm. Because we had a couple there, Deanna and Greg, who were like the epitome of black love. They're getting ready to have our little niece or nephew. Like, mm-hmm. um, so to go from season nine and then season 10, I told Raquel, if I had started that season 10, I never would have watched the show again because mm-hmm. it was too traumatic for, for mm-hmm. a dark skinned woman like me. Um, in season 11 we had these amazing uh, another amazing example of black love and another couple that you know we thought wasn't gonna make it but they did make it and so it's like am I spoiled because Mm -hmm. I expect the black couples to have black love and for it to work and it's just not yeah it's, it's stressful so that really was my is. thought process of watching. Like, am I spoiled because of the season that I started at? So yeah, 
And then I think too, it comes down for me as well, like the representation, like most of the couples are Caucasian couples, um, but I love the fact that we at least have one like solid black couple that like will make it and like really do well and show black love on national TV in that way. I do love it, you know, and it ain't gotta be like, they have their flaws and their ends and out, but it ain't gotta be like, he's a total douchebag or she's a total douchebag. So yes, that is uh, slightly very disappointing. Um, I agree to that. My next point about them, and I kept saying it out loud when I was watching the show, his insecurities are so loud for me. So loud. They're, they're so uh, loud. The more you talk, I just be like, you are so insecure. And that's the thing about insecurities. You may try to, you may think that they're hidden and you cover them up with fame and success and entrepreneurship and all of that and, and, and trying to make like this facade for yourself. But in reality, like some of us, and this is about to be a word for somebody, I'm a preacher if y'all don't know. Okay. Yeah. Some of us do not need to be chasing the bag. Some of us need to be chasing healing. Period. Okay, like you got your money, that's fine. But the little boy in you needs to be loved on. The little boy in you needs to be hugged. The little boy in you needs to be validated because when you get that reassurance, then and you have that healing whenever you have the opportunity to get there, you're not going to bleed on everyone else. You know, it is not Paige's job to just be boosting your ego all the time. For those people who want like the trophy, like those men who want trophy, trophy wise and things like that, you should already be holding within yourself to understand that you are enough and that this is. My my helpmate she is an addition to who I am she should be a mirror to who I am he's not on the level that she is and I feel like people who are insecure you're do more tearing her down than building her up mm-hmm. that's a problem for me um, especially because I don't know her story. I don't know what she's had to do, what kind of mental management, emotional management that she had to do to get herself to the point that she is now. Because it, it ain't always easy to be a sister. And both of us can attest to that. Yeah. Chris said. She ain't what I need, but she she ain't what I want, but she what I need. So can we talk about that? I know we are mm-hmm. a little over an hour, so I'm gonna. Oh, we good. We was over our last right. time, too. and that's why I was like, we good. But um, I think that just him saying that should tear down all of the arguments that the experts don't know what they're doing. He said it himself. He literally mm-hmm. said, she's not what I want, but she is what I, and he, and he in the first 48 knows mm-hmm. and recognizes that. So mm-hmm. I think that that's, you know, something that's thought worthy because mm-hmm. on paper, which I know we tired of him saying on paper, we ready to mm-hmm. rip up that little paper, but mm-hmm. On paper, they are a good match. On paper, they are compatible. And the gag is, um, what's not on paper is his childhood traumas and his insecurities mm-hmm. and his church hurt and mm-hmm. you know, his fake arrogance that's really insecure. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. 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 No, I want to I want to just tap on that really quick heavy on that, because a lot of dialogue centered around this season is that the experts failed with Chris and Paige. But for him to say she is what I need, that throw off the whole argument They they essentially said that they did their job. Literally did their job. Yep. He said on paper, we are a good match. Um, now, this is one that you and I had discussed, and we this is probably a good one to close it out. Um, we talked about how far are you willing to lower your standards in this dynamic with Paige and Chris? So how far are you willing to lower your standards, and where do you draw the line to say, 
we are together, we are married, we are in a relationship, but this thing right here, I cannot deal with because it is beneath me and I deserve better. At what point do you say, okay, enough is enough? I think that's complicated and it depends on the person. Mm -hmm. So um, like I said, we are seeing we're seeing some background that Paige has not seen yet. We are seeing some um, future content that Paige has not seen yet. Like we're seeing more pieces of the story now than what she has seen in the first 48. So um, we already know about this baby that's about to come up. Paige don't know about that. Um, even some of the comments that he's made about Paige at this point in the game, we've seen them and Paige has not. And so, she ain't gonna see them until she rewatches with the world. He's not gonna see it until she rewatches with the world. So um, I don't know if I would even say, cause a lot of people are like, why ain't she just walked away? And it's like, listen, y'all got more of the story than she do right now. Mm-hmm. Give her time to build her case. Um, and, and it's about, you know, no, a lot of people have already made the statement of she needs to know her words and all of this and that. And I don't disagree with that. Paige, you are phenomenal. Know your words, sweetheart. But I think she does know her words. She knows what she brings to the table. I think, like I said, at this point, she doesn't have all of the pieces that we have. And mm-hmm. what she's trying to do is get through the process. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm, I did everything you said, and she made a comment. So after all that had happened that me and you had discussed, and you kind of like gave out like their timeline, at the end of the episode with them two, she was just like, I came in this with my all. Like, I want to do the work. I want to discover why they really match us, and I want to see because you are my husband. When she said that, I gave her a pass. I was like, okay, she's all in the experiment. She wants to see if it can actually work. Um... And I don't know. Then I'm gonna say this. I don't think I've openly admitted this out loud to anybody, but somewhere way in the back of my mind, way in the back of my mind, there are stories where like whether it be vice vice versa, but I'm gonna use the male and the female in this instance, where like the male was like really immature and based on like who the woman was, she kind of not taught him and brought him up, but she she was there throughout like that growth process and she was able to help him like mature. Huh? She encouraged growth and maturity. She encouraged growth and maturity. Now, I was hesitant to say that out loud as I was saying it verbally because I know a lot of women say like, you know, I don't know if you've seen a little clap back on um, what's that TikTok, but a lot of women be saying like, that's not our responsibility. We're not supposed to grow you up and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> when they say that, blah, 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 girl, that took me out. And I do agree with that. But there are some stories where the love is so strong. And I know that contradicts because they just met. But the love and the passion is so strong that the woman is able to get there or stay there. And even sometimes it's the man and able to love you and where you're able to grow and mature in that way. So a little part of me, like 1% of me saying maybe that's going, maybe it could happen. 99, 98% percent of me says it's way too much work that needs to be done that Paige ain't got nothing to do with that he needs to do for himself maybe they can connect at a later time in life but right now it's yeah. too much but it's gonna be interesting to see what on, on the decision day in eight weeks what they say that's gonna be really interesting yeah. um I do not watch it's something I don't know exactly how to call it like an overview that they do like see episode by episode with Jamie what is it called I feel sick 
unfiltered. I do not watch unfiltered, but I seen something on social media clip where Paige was on. Um, and just like how Paige was her body language, like what she was saying was one thing, but just the way she was looking at her body language as she was discussing her storyline, the woman has been through it. Yeah. Been and it's so sad to see. So it's sad. Honey. So yeah. So all right. Well. We thank y'all for tuning in with us. Um, we'll be back probably next week with another one. But see, um, if, this, if this Wednesday heavy, heavy, we got to come back. And it, Exactly. And I think it will be because this is supposed to be the baby episode. So. My last comment I was going to make on Chris and Paige about their camera time. At this point, they need their own show. <laughs> can Put them can on we have a full one right here? You said what? Put them on Disaster Island and let's have the other four. <laughs> Can we have a four and put them? Because the baby thing gonna do me. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't want to hear me, but I'm gonna be mad. Send me real good. So um, I've definitely had enough of them. I could do with a little less camera time from them because I don't think it's fair to the other couples, and we don't get to explore as much of who the other couples are. So yeah, but it's so much drama. It's so much stuff like to unpack, and because oh, that stuff sells, okay. they're gonna give us that. So I, I get the both sides. I'm with you. Y'all gotta cut that down on them just a little bit of him crying and having times and walking off. Just a little bit. Just a little. So all right, y'all. Well, you know, as always, this has been the Beauty Exchange. You can find Singles Exchange, like I said, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and your podcast streaming platform. I know Beauty Talk. Well, you can tell it where you can find Beauty Talk. <laughs> oh, girl, it's fine. Um, so Beauty Talk has a Facebook page, but you know, I'm still up and running it. So you can find just my name, Raquel Gilmore, on Facebook if you want to add me or share your thoughts about this episode with Joy. And I we would love to hear y'all feedback. Uh, one of your friends did comment on it, said like, she loved it. My keep it up. So. We definitely appreciate that. Um, but the podcast is out there on podcast platforms. So you can find it. Just type Beauty Talk um, and Raquel. So Beauty Talk and my name, R-I-C-K, apostrophe L. And I should come right on up holding a B and T in the yeah. back of my picture. So listen, thank y'all for listening. Right. Thank y'all. Happy Saturday. Right. Bye.